two. This is the first take. Welcome back to another episode of Look What I Did. Hey, everyone. All the people? All the people. So before we launch into this episode, there's a couple things that I would like to ask Mm -hmm. you, the listener, to do. So in order for us to get in front of as many people as possible, it's important that you subscribe. Yes. uh, On whatever platform you're using. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think on the next episode after this one, we'll be available on Spotify, actually. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that'll be pretty exciting. But it's really important that you subscribe, leave a review. That's how, through algorithmic magic, we Mm. have the opportunity to get in front of more people. So if you'll do that, that really Mm -hmm. helps spread the message of conversations with creators. Right. Right. And you can definitely check out more... Photos generally from people that we're interviewing at yes. lwidproject.com. Mm-hmm. Instagram at lwidproject. Yes. Look what I did on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And you can go to Patreon. Yes, please. And just search Look What I Did. We should be the first thing that pops up. Yep. And uh, that's a great opportunity to show your support for the show, but mm-hmm. I think also it gives you access to some uncut audio Mm -hmm. yeah extras extra stuff yes some longer interviews um just something special for patreon supporters and anybody at any level gets access to that yeah additional content at our highest level you actually get a producer shirt yeah it's it's pretty special we don't have those yet right we just have for ourselves yeah Yeah. we just have we're the crew so but that'll help us every every share every like every mention definitely helps get subscribe people yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. So, with that being said, uh, this week we had the opportunity to sit down with a person I've known for a very long time, Mm -hmm. uh, self-described super producer, (laughs) Nicholas Luna. Yep, old Nicky Luna. Who has some pretty major things coming up. He has a Mm -hmm. documentary coming out September 28th about MIA Mm -hmm. uh, and some other... Some other big events that we talk about as well. But uh, it was interesting just to talk with somebody who kind of does an unseen job in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's what I thought, you know, talking to him. And I think we say that during the the interview. It's just like, who would have thought? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of that way every time. But, yeah, it's you just have to hear it. For everything that you see from a – that's a creative collaboration. Mm Mm-hmm. There is probably a person like Nick who is pulling all those pieces together. Wrangling people in. Mm -hmm. He's kind of the person that does all the straight edge pieces of the puzzles that (laughs) everybody else can fill in the middle, you know? That was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. We should keep that one. We should keep that one. All right. So uh, without further ado, the unique voice of the talented, the sometimes crazy, but always interesting and Mm -hmm. engaging... Mr. Super Producer, Nikki Luna. Enjoy. All right, kids. Well, Are we good? Let's, yeah, I mean, we've been recording for a while, so... Uh, oh, snap. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's just the way we do. I'm going to edit out mm-hmm. most of that stuff. Um, but we are going to start Just the with clean parts. Who you are and what you do. Oh, snap. All right. So um, I'm Nicholas Maximilian Luna, a.k.a. Nikki Luna, in the house, in full effect. Boom. I know Daniel for years upon years. Years upon years. How oh, do we know each other, Daniel? A long time. Uh, 
you really skipped what you do. But um, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's you know, what, no. that's okay because that's I'm going to get there, man. I'm, I'm leading does. up to it, man. It's all buttery, man. Okay. So this is Nick's <laughs> podcast, apparently. Uh, <laughs> gonna, can we have that record? So, let's see. How, how we know. So my brother disappeared out the front door for like three years and came back with some best friends, one of whom was Nick. I think that's an accurate <laughs> representation of you got my brother into uh, rap, if you want to call it that yeah yeah spoken word over beats i think would be a more accurate we we did a rap album <laughs> and actually you were, you were the savior of this rap album because i was on like another show where you bring on like old projects that you worked on when you were a teenager and that show you provided the source material because i no longer had a copy of that album it is true i'm the archival audio uh, <laughs> recording of Quasi. The, it was called nonlinear. Nonlinear, but the name no, the name of the record oh, was something like Quixotic. Quixotic, yes. Yeah, because I thought it was intelligent or something. As of like we're that. being like Don Quixote, I think yeah, is yeah. the actual <laughs> definition of that. Yeah. Um the, I will say that album has like five minutes of sorry, Aaron, I promise there'll be something to talk about it. No, no, no. I'm I'm <laughs> listening. Yeah, we're getting there. This is a part I'm sure I know a little bit of something to yeah, do with I've this. I've probably yeah. played you some of this, but there there are weird, brilliant moments in this album that do happen that it like we may come back to later. But point being uh, <laughs> we can as play a, in the uh, outro. We we might it might be our first mu- first pure it might be our first <laughs> musical bit. Uh it, anyway, it, it was an interesting experience, but I'm glad I could be a part of that. I'm glad I could give that yeah, back to you. No, and, no, you really yeah. kicked it forward. And yeah, the show that that was on was called uh, uh, Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, okay, so what do I do? Um, in a general sense, I'm a producer. So I work as a film producer, mainly as a, a development producer for a company called uh, Hardworking Movies. Our last film that's hidden uh, theatrical on uh, September 28th is the MIA documentary okay. called uh, uh, Matongi Maya MIA. Uh, it won a jury award at uh, Sundance and like you know did well at Berlin and stuff. So we did that. I am another you won some stuff. That was the film before that uh, at uh, South by. I don't know. So I do that. And then I work at a company that makes movie trailers um, as a DCP encoder. That's Wheelhouse Creative. Uh, DCPs are specially encrypted hard drives that are used to uh, deliver like uh, movies to theaters. And then <laughs> in like 10 days, and this is why I'm like a stress mess right now. And I, and I, I will parlay on to this why I'm also <laughs> stressed out. Um <laughs> I'm uh, in 10 days, uh, a hip hop festival is happening slash conference where we have like 16 keynote speakers and every night there's like, I would say 12 to 16 artists performing first night. It's like Davies second night. It's Azalea Banks third night. It's a uh, Ghostface and Raekwon. Nice. I, I know two of those names. Yeah. Ghostface, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, but like Azalea Banks, like, you know, uh, I can't say too much about her, but her people are crazy, and her rider is insane. Gotcha. And I'll just say that. Gotcha. Fair <laughs> enough. Like one blue M&M in the middle. Yeah. I got it. It's like great Pedialyte. <laughs> it has to be great Pedialyte. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna, I think it might be fair to say you are literally my entire gateway into any of the hip-hop world at all. 
Like, it, if it wasn't for your influence on my brother, I'm assuming, I don't know which way that actually worked. No. <laughs> was it the other way around? No, no, no. I, I was the hip-hop dude. Yeah, and so <laughs> I think this, in a weird, bizarre, back-channel way, fed back into, because I didn't really listen to it earlier <laughs> on, but, like, you guys would show up and hang around, and it would just kind of be present, and, like, elements of it is like... But, yeah, it's not a world I'm knowledgeable about, so... Well, and the hip-hop world is crazy, man, because right. I, I, I've been... I've been there, you know? <laughs> I've done that thing. I, I've done that thing. And it's like, I can't quit you. And you I know? don't know, like, so, I feel like I know elements of this story and then not, like, there's some other things where I'm like, I don't even know if that's true or not. Because we have the nonlinear, which mm-hmm. is a one-off thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you disappear musically, as far as I know, until you and I randomly record a song in the middle of the night, Thanksgiving <laughs> well, night, wait, 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 with Tim. Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, I'm Tim sh- Cheney, by the way. Yeah, so uh, I'm sure you did stuff in between those things. <sighs> Who knows, But I man. don't know. Then mm-hmm. you disappear for a long time and pop back up with Dirty Stereo, mm-hmm. which I have a three-song EP from. Oh, you have that song? I have it. Oh, damn. Dude, I archive all your stuff. I'm your stalker. <laughs> yeah, I'm your you're... audio stalker. Um, <laughs> oh, because God. everything you touch to me is a weird form of like... Like, you can tell somebody is, like, alchemically turning this into gold. At, like, you can watch the process happen, and I have it all. So, Dirty Stereo, which is amazing, falls apart way too early, in my opinion. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like, the whole project fell apart. Like, check this out. The band was only together for, like, four months, and we were, like, poised to blow up. It was crazy. If you listen to the EP that I own, maybe the only copy of, <laughs> I know why it's poised to blow up. But, uh... <laughs> doesn't so <laughs> <laughs> then you transition into parking yeah no, yeah parking. yeah yeah parking so parking and, and and parking was like a hip-hop group that was like a lot of fun it was like basically um while i was in dirty stereo um we had a brother band called beta player so you know i'm talking about like uh you know uh so one of the uh lead mcs and beta player this guy abraham we started like a side project like a hip-hop project called parking and once we started it, it kind of became more successful than either of our own, like, first bands, you know? Right. Um, and we did that for, like, five years. You know, we opened for, like, uh, like Tech 9 and Wu-Tang and Bus Driver. Did a bunch of East Coast tours. Um, so just, like, some little bands. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you literally just... named three groups I actually know. <laughs> so that's, uh, you left out Eminem. Gotta be that good. would be, like, the mm-hmm. only one where... oh. Run DMC. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, if you'd open for them, or maybe Arrested Development. Uh, never mind. Ooh, Doesn't oh, matter. That, like, that would be awesome. Though. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Wu Tang's pretty big. Bus driver's cool. Bus driver's cool. Yeah. Like, uh, his name's Reagan. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Reagan. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was cool. Uh, we like played like a, a, a April 20th show, 420 mm-hmm. show with um, Das Racist. I don't know. I have no idea who that is. See, we're walking back off. Yeah, territory. yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's go back on Nick's track life right is when the world was flat, and I just assume you fall off the edge every time. Like, yeah. I have no idea what... Uh, but as I know it and know you, you're not generally an MC. Um, yeah. I don't know what you do lyrically, if anything. You're Nothing. more of, in my experience with you, kind of a beats guy. Well, yeah, no, 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 like through and through I'm a producer, you right. know, like uh, either music producer, film producer, event producer, you know, I'm like pragmatic and like very organized basically. Yeah. And that is what I do. Gotcha. You know, so I just answered your first question. 
What you do? Yes, we got there. There we go. Very we got good. There, I told you good. we were gonna get there. It was like watching Grandma with Alzheimer drive to the grocery store, but we got oh, there. So. She had a co-driver. <laughs> yeah, I held the wheel. Yeah. Uh, you pushed the, the pedal. Uh, oh jeez. So producer, um, and it, that's what like I had a hard time kind of even figuring out like how I would describe what you do because I know it's kind of a little bit of a lot, it's and, a lot. or a lot of a lot, but. Uh, so I kept kind of saying content creator, but I think producer mm-hmm. would be the correct term for that. I, I would say producer, man. Like right now, like I kind of like kind of made a mistake and signed myself up to like way too many projects. Mm-hmm. So I am like a stress mess, but I'm killing it. I'm doing it and it's good. Yeah, you're making it happen. I mean, so you went to school for film? Yeah, I have a master's degree in writing and directing fiction. Right. <laughs> and I've I've seen some of the short films. Once again, yeah. Nick and my little brother have been best friends for forever. So this stuff would kind of like come across my field of vision every once in a while. But uh, you've kind of been all over the place around that. What got you into music? I guess you started in music. I, I I did start like even in, maybe uh, before but, film. Well, check this out. So I started uh, on guitar, and I was like. I don't know. Like, you know, I liked heavy metal music and like heavy metal guitar solos and stuff and went to like guitar camp and all this stuff like that. And then I discovered like beat making and making like, uh, you know, DJing and making music promptly dropped guitar. I was like, all right, I'm just going to also, you know, I didn't play well with others, you know, like I'm good at like producing projects, but like jamming, I'm not a jammer. Because I can say from personal experience, your beats are weird. And like, it was hard to actually find the groove. And we had to turn it off and turn on a click track because, like, your beat, but you listen to it and it sounds great. But when you're in the moment of it, you, your ear hears like those off, like the ands, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I sometimes play with another guy that does a similar thing. And it can be very, because you're so used to one and two and, mm-hmm. right? And you're hitting almost sometimes like, the half beat in between and it like i don't even i don't know enough about music to describe it but daniel i likes to keep it grimy okay fair i would agree with that uh yeah but i think you have a unique approach okay well thank you yeah um aaron yeah what do you think man (laughs) yeah no i'm just soaking it in aaron's like i feel like i should have gotten a portfolio this uh this takes me back to our first two interviews Yeah. Aaron, I love no, your T-shirt. Uh, let me read for the listeners what it says. Uh, we got it good in Fayetteville. Yeah. I, I think you guys do. By the way, I brought a present for your show. Cool. Thanks, Be Unlimited, for the shirt, by the way. Yeah. Dude, this is the most shout-out, like, <laughs> Very shouty like... Uh-huh. Okay. So, the present I brought... Here. Take it, Aaron. So, it's a condom with two stickers <laughs> for my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> So nice. play it safe. <laughs> yeah. So does it say that? It should, but it doesn't. Um, what it actually says is love is amazing. <laughs> it's growing on me. But if you know the rest of the podcast title, <laughs> so this makes sense that I have this contraceptive device. Yes, that's it. Uh, advertising birth, love birth is amazing control. because it, it seems like love is amazing, and I would want to use this. Sure. So the rest of the title of the podcast, Nick, if you want to fill us in, is I believe. Okay, so it's love is amazing, but it's also BS, and it can get you murdered. Ah, and I it's have a read true that. Crime yeah. uh, comedy podcast about uh, crimes of passion. Oh. And check this out: mm-hmm. myself and my co-host, 
he's my ex-brother-in-law. I used to be married to his sister. And you got out before you were killed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, and, and, and one of our main sources of source material is this show on Discovery ID called um, uh, Fatal Vows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like the tagline for Fatal Vows is like, marriage is bliss, but divorce can be murder. And you're like, well, actually, if they would have gotten divorced, then murder wouldn't have happened. Yep. Uh, yep. How many uh, stories do you have about Russian like mail order brides? None. <laughs> None. What? Uh, do you have any? No. I watched something on a documentary about a guy who had gotten married to this girl, and uh, like there's a video that he was filming with his phone, and they were kissing, and you could just see her. She was repulsed by the guy, and ends up later on he had murdered her, you know, like killed her out of a you know rage or something. It was harsh. Just, Crazy! How does this show work? So I've only listened to one episode. Sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's okay. But <laughs> yeah, let's hear about it. It sounded in that. Yeah, well, how does it work? Okay. So basically, what we do is every week we have a different comedian on, and we like sit the comedian down and watch like a Discovery ID documentary of some sort mm-hmm. about the case, and then uh, my co-host basically talks through the whole story point by point, and that's it. and and you know we chime in and you know we have a couple running gags and stuff and you know like shout outs to our sponsors right which one was like a lighting emporium or something no no wig shop a weight shop a wig 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 like Katy Perry saying wig or like a legit wig yeah 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 we've been known to get wiggy ah (laughs) no 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 more sound effects, okay. but I'm ching. Like uh, I mean, but like you know, like love is amazing. I guess I don't know. I'm kind of <laughs> jaded, man. <laughs> it, it has its moments. Uh, why that? Like I feel like your life and your interests could go a lot of different ways. Was it just like you guys were sitting around talking about it one day and it happened? I mean, what- it, it, it was uh, uh, Aaron, uh, my co-host. It was his idea. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like, you know, I got divorced from his sister seemed appropriate. You're like so he's like, I'm going to bring in a... Well, and, and he'd been talking about this podcast forever. Like, we bought him, like, a podcast mic and everything. And I love the guy to death, but he's not the most, like, technological, like, kind of dude. So, you know, I needed to help out a little bit. Uh, and he I goes, like hey, to- you're going through heartbreak. I need help. With this equipment, let's well, do this together. Well, yeah, and now we're like continually like mm-hmm. experiencing like Tinder and polyamory. Maybe. <laughs> I gotcha. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'll just leave it at that. Uh, like, Is this about Utah? <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, I don't even know where to go with some of Well, we're not live, so it's not like... We're all friends, and like, it's good, it's chill, let's hit it. (laughs) Um, So, the producer gig, like, how, first of all, I think that producers definitely have a style, for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, What, Gail, Gail Ann Hurd is Walking Dead, I think, but Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Kathy, the ILM... Well, you're, I think you're talking about like showrunners, though. No, uh, no, there's producers too. I mean, like Kathy, the person that's now president of uh, Lucasfilm, uh-huh. like she very much like she's done every '80s thing you ever fell in love with, mm-hmm. 
a lot of Spielberg, a lot of Lucas, whatever. Um, I think producers do kind of put a stamp on things. Like, do you feel like in their own way? Because you tend also, I think you tend to pick things that are interesting to you. Right. Well, I have, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, absolutely. You know, and like in uh, producing things in general, it's like you like step into a project and it sounds so boring when I explain it, but you like organize it and you like wrangle artists. Right. You know, that is what you do. You're like, look, we need to do this. You need to compromise on this point on the film because like we can't get said actress in the thing. And then you just go from there. But you have to do it in like a pragmatic, like practical way. Right. So you're like a mother. A little bit. Like yeah. I, I'm like the den mother of That's like it. the film the set. Yeah. You know, and like, it, it, you know, and it, it, it's good. And since I've been like, like we said before in the hip hop scene and stuff, I I, I have been an artist, but I wouldn't ki- consider myself a creative in that sense. <laughs> what draws you to a project? Oh, my God. Um, well, often I have a big problem saying no to projects. You know, like the next project that I'm signing up for is like super complicated. It's like a series of like web content for like a uh fitness brand like are you guys uh familiar with the uh keto diet yeah yeah heard of it. keto diet um like tv dinners yeah okay so it's a company that makes these gotcha and right now <laughs> like um you know they're valued at 14 million dollars they're projected to do like 200 million dollars it's a twenty five thousand dollar advertising campaign that's gonna go all to me in the sense that you know, and uh, it, it drives me crazy because I would be like uh, shadowing ghost producing right? this thing, basically. Gotcha. And like bringing the whole crew on. But like projects like that are not what is like my passion, you right. know? Like, That's a pay the bills. Yeah, it's a pay paid. the bills right. type thing. And like, you know, I live in, you know, New York and it's super expensive. What okay. took you What took you from Arkansas to New York? Oh. Love. It's amazing. Uh, is it though? <laughs> Let's no, hear what he has uh, to say. Uh, okay, about okay, it. okay. So, um, so I, I went to junior high and high school in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and then I went to art school in Kansas City. Didn't do very well there, even though I was there on like a full scholarship. Um, liked to party too much. Apparently, like in art school, you tend to party, mm. and I messed that one up. Um, moved back to Arkansas. Lived here for six months. Moved to Tucson, lived there for like two years, played in a bunch of bands. One of the bands, mind you, uh, I'm so proud of this name. Can I tell you the name? Dave Matthews Band? No, no, no. <laughs> it's called uh, it Indiana Tones That Assemble a Tune. Because oh. I was working at Whole Foods and trying to figure out like a punny <laughs> name for it. <laughs> yep. 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 And and somehow we ended up doing really well and then we moved to Austin. You know, did the Austin thing and mm. then hence dirty stereo and all that. And then I did I finished my undergrad there, got a sound engineering uh degree there too, and then met my now ex wife. Mm-hmm. Who will remain nameless, Emmy? Um, <laughs> <E-aw>. <laughs> and uh, you know she's from you know New Jersey. She grew up on the shore and all that. You literally just said all the reasons why you shouldn't have married Emmy. 
New well, Jersey GTL? and the shore. <laughs> well, New Jersey's nicer than you would think. When I first moved but up here... But you said New Jersey and the shore. I've seen the show your wife was born on, well, and I don't feel like... <laughs> Has that show been around that long? <laughs> yeah, Probably. So you married a 10-year-old? It's like, what, 22? <laughs> oh, come on. No, I'm, I'm 32. Thank you, brother. <laughs> but you look good. Yeah, no, no, you no, stayed I, young. Yeah, no... Man, I got these. Your boys wild irresponsibility is really keeping you young. That's all I had to say. Uh, well, hey, come on, man. Thanks for the white wine. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps the white blood cells fighting. Yeah, I, I believe that's a scientific fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. Uh, yeah. We do zero research before our podcast, as evidenced by Aaron not knowing what you do for a living. Yeah. Like, well, as in Daniel not explaining it. I think it's because I didn't know how to explain it. He does stuff. No, I'd say that your explanation of what you do, Nick, is way better. He's the actual he Barney Stenson of real life. Yeah. You're like, what do you do? Things. <laughs> <laughs> and wear suits. <laughs> well. well, you know, like, you know, I like to keep it classy, man. Like, every time I show I up in a I think Nick Luna, I think classy. Yeah, like, like, when For the people, listeners, like, I'm shaking when, my head vigorously. No. <laughs> when people, like, look at the sky and they see the word classy coming from, like, a biplane, it's a picture of Nick Luna after that, man. Well, Nick Luna, man, all day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Spicy. Yeah. Uh, All right, what you got, Daniel? I am curious why you're in town. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just Wait, finish, right? All right you, this one. you have hinted at this for literally podcast. a week. Uh, like, I don't want to tell you. I want to tell you on the podcast. Uh, Five-year court date? <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. So this is crazy. So like a week and a half ago, I ran into uh, my ex-wife at a show. Let me actually backpedal. So I was like walking on the Lower East Side and I saw my friend uh, Pat Cassidy and I was walking down the street and I was like, hey, is that Pat? And then it was Pat and he was like, oh yeah, this band I'm managing is playing a show in like 30 minutes. And I was like, oh great, cool. So I go into the show, run into my ex-wife and she's like, hey, you know, we have a good time. You know, I buy her a glass of wine and whatever. And then at the end of the night, she's like, hey, I'm getting rid of professor professors are dog mm, gotcha and i was like what and she was like it's not fair to professor to like keep her like locked up in my apartment all day and i couldn't take her right she couldn't take her so i lined up with my assistant um like a dog uh relocation service and it was all lined up and then i was talking with my dad and my dad was like well uh yeah i'll, I'll just take the dog and I was like, oh, wow. wait, what? Really? All right. So then I scheduled a flight like super last minute. And me being like a workaholic, that's why I was like, I know Daniel's doing this show. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can't not be working. So <laughs> <laughs> make it a work trip. It's a business write-off. Did you write this off? Now yeah. I understand why yeah. you were like, whatever time, it's great. Cost me as yeah, it'll pay for yeah. my ticket if it's work. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the you know, and this is all just like shameless self promotion. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll put it out in two years. That was nice uh, of your dad. Though. Oh, easy there, oh. brother. Yeah, <laughs> this episode will never air. No wonder uh, why you're pressured. Come on, man. This is, this is not even a recorder. That's <laughs> yeah. our toaster. That's Daniel's toaster. <laughs> That's not a camera. Well, it was uh, cool of your dad to take the dog, though. Yeah, and also, uh, my father is retired, a veterinarian, and my mother passed away. You know? So, like, you know, my dad needs a buddy. And, like, mm-hmm. my dog, Professor, she's 
she's my little one. Mm-hmm. She's like the sweetest little miniature poodle that just is so blind and so scared of the world. She needs a good place to live. That's cool. Yeah. Well, that worked you, out. When did yeah. your mom pass away? Uh, psh, uh, late September, almost a year ago, actually. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if I knew that or not. Yeah, I, I don't think you did, um, but, you know... It Unless was, Caleb said something randomly, I just kind of... Yeah, you know, I didn't make it, like, real public right. on social media, because, yeah. like, why uh, would you... It's not my do? avenue to share stuff. Yeah. Like, you'll know if we're in person, I'm like, hey, this happened, you know, or whatever. But exactly. Like, like I, I felt it would be disrespectful to, like, overshare on social media. Yeah, I feel the same way. So, like, the only way... Like, my grandma died earlier this year, and it, sure. so, like... Uh, and I And I knew about that. Not from social media. Yeah, I talked to Caleb. No, <laughs> me too. The he was way- here from Germany, and I found out. And Daniel, anyway, we won't go there. I was like, <laughs> what are you doing in town, Caleb? My grandmother passed away. And I was like, really? So I texted Daniel, I'm so sorry. For what? <laughs> <laughs> the only way people would find out, I'd be like, I can't make this thing. I'm really sorry. And I'm notoriously like, if I've got a commitment, I'm there. I'm on time, whatever. And I was like bowing out of stuff left and right. And like, finally, it would be like, Man, you know, people get upset with me because they're so used to be meeting there. And I was like, well, my grandma died. And then, like, at first, nobody would believe it. And I'm like, no, for real. <laughs> like, <laughs> for real, for real. <laughs> I was just like, man. But I'm not going to be one, you know, tell, maybe I'll put it, you know, make a tribute of some sort to someone. But as far as like group text, LOL, you know, yeah, hey, it's not me. No. I'm just going to have everybody no. over, have a good breakfast, yeah, sit I, and talk. Yeah. And like, 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 no one wants to see that on their Facebook feed. It's like, oh, my mom died. I'm so sad. And you're like, oh, all right. And what do you say to it? Yeah, there, there's yeah. no way to respond to yeah. that. Yeah. Do I thumbs up that? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, they should offer a condolences selection. I think they actually yeah. did, like, well, because now you can do the faces. So you can oh. do, like, the crying face. But at one point, it was like, I, do I like this? Like, I don't know what I do right now. <laughs> Social media can be a terrible way. I did see a thing where someone passed away, and they did the smiling with the tears coming out, the, like, laughing. Yes, it's like, The wincing. Yes, but it was, like, tears coming out. They were laughing, and it was, like, this group message of, like, you know, so-and-so's sister passed away, and it's, like, Laughing till they cry. That's what it was. Yeah. When emoticons get like, uh, confu- like people don't. I guess it's I don't know, but people don't understand like how facial expressions work in real yeah. life, so they interpret an emoticon incorrectly. So Taylor, the uh, we talked to a guy about building motorcycles, but his girlfriend okay. was supposed to be babysitting, and she was like. Yeah, I can make it then. And then did the emoticon with like the big, like all teeth, like kind of like, you know, Uh, uh, like grinning, like a grit, like gritting teeth, like, oh, yeah, but like the not like kind of, you know, that face like Mm -hmm. thing. And she thought it was like a big toothy, like (laughs) for sure, you know, like smile. Uh, And so the person getting it was like, if that won't work, you know, like we can just go a different way or whatever. She's like, no, I said. Smile like I can be there. <laughs> it's like you are reading oh. this wildly wrong. Yeah, I'm like, Dad, please don't send me an eggplant emoji. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that would mean. Well, nope, I don't want to know. Uh, <laughs> you say ape, ape land, like Planet of the Apes. Don't send me an ape plan. Ape pen. Ape plan. Don't send me ape, a pen. Ape plan. A pen emoji. Apple pineapple. Don't send me a pineapple, pineapple pen. No, I just sent nothing. you one, man. Yeah. Um, uh oh. My leg's vibrating, <laughs> not because <laughs> not because you texted me. Wow. Uh, what's a passion project for you? All righty. Well, oh snap! So that uh, hip hop festival that I'm producing, mm-hmm. 
myself and the founder of the company, this guy Armani. He's a mensch. He's amazing. Um, he makes clothes. No, 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 no. Uh, he. Um, That's all the Armani's I know. He's dead. No, no, no. no. He, he's not <laughs> dead. Um, no, no, no. He, he, he started this YouTube channel called uh, called uh, Team Backpack, and uh, they do like hip hop ciphers and battles and stuff on there. And he's like the founder of this World Underground Festival that we're doing at the end of the month, and. Him and myself are going to do this show, a uh, new podcast, because I'm not busy enough. Um, That's how it works, though. And it's going to be called uh, Burgundy Boys. <laughs> and uh, basically, like, you know, Burgundy Boys, we're going to review, like, a different uh, bottle of, like, Burgundy mm-hmm. and yeah. a new hip-hop album with guest rappers. That's cool. And that's it. That's... I feel like something you could only pull off in like New York, L.A. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Or you can just hop on a train and go back home drunk. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, like a bottle of wine is like three glasses of wine. So come on, man. <laughs> well, for for one person. Yeah. <laughs> well, well no, no, it sounds no, like that, it's that's, not. That, that's I'm the kidding. that's the volume of. Eh. Well, but... I'm, I'm thinking more of the fact that like something with that specific a guest like you're like you've got to be in an area that's got a decent amount of that kind of talent to be able to go through that are you going to do it weekly uh, yeah it's going to be weekly but it's going to be 30 minute episodes and then check this out the way that the whole premise of the show came up is i was meeting up with armani at the youtube studios and i was wearing like this burgundy like bomber jacket type Mm -hmm. thing and i walk in He's wearing the same jacket. <laughs> and we're like, all right, Burgundy Boys, it's solid. So love <laughs> is amazing. It, it, it found over Burgundy jackets. Always. Oh. Always. <laughs> is that a Nicholas Sparks book? So <laughs> nice call. <laughs> the Burgundy Jackets of Madison County. <laughs> Could only happen in Northwest Arkansas. Who would play your part? <laughs> yeah. Halfway. Halfway there. Yeah. Uh, halfway. I don't know. Yeah. Probably can't do it. It's uh, Bon Jovi. I don't know the Something rules. or other. Right. Uh, Listen to it on your own, and then you'll know <laughs> what we're doing. In. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, we want to thank everybody for listening yes. to this week's episode. Mm-hmm. Go back and check out some of our earlier episodes, yep. or all of the earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. Multiple times. Chance to do yeah. that. And be sure to subscribe. Mm-hmm. Be sure to leave a review. Yes. Be sure to go to lwidproject.com where you can find additional photos of guests from the past, yes. guests from the present. Yes. And depending on it, what time you might look, maybe a guest from the future. <laughs> future, future guest, future yes. Guest. Orson Welles. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, I think yeah. if you have a suggestion for oh, mm-hmm. a person that you would love to hear on the show, I think you should totally reach out to us. Yeah. And you should do that on Twitter. Yes, at LWID Project, same as Instagram. Correct. Mm-hmm. Or the Look What I Did page on Facebook. Yes, shoot us a message. Yeah, Daniel and I are mediators of that or whatever you want to call it, and uh, one of us will get back to you ASAP. Yeah. yeah. And if you love these conversations and you can't get enough and you wonder, <laughs> was there anything else being said that maybe got cut yes. out? I have a treat for you. <laughs> I do. A whole lot of extra treat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, mostly because it's it's not a, a lot of work to produce uh, the uncut <laughs> yes. audio uncut. of some of these mm-hmm. interviews. Yeah. So on Patreon, you can check out Look What I Did. Mm-hmm. And if you show your support of the show for as little as a dollar, a dollar. 
I will give you access. Listen up, folks. This is where it gets good. Two. Uncut audio. Whoa. Of almost all of the interviews. Mm -hmm. More importantly, (laughs) you might even get access to some interviews that we weren't able to use. Yeah. Don't make it sound sad. No. Now it's it's become icing on a pretty delectable cake. Yes, yes. Yeah. Handmade. (laughs) Cake. (laughs) So I do want to say Mm -hmm. thanks to everybody for for being supporters of the show. Mm -hmm. We're on episode five. It's been a ton of fun. Yes. Uh, Reach out to us with anybody that you think would be a great guest to have on the show. It's it's been good so far, and everyone has had great suggestions. And we've talked to people now that we have in our backlogs of you know soon to be released episodes of some amazing amazing people. Oh, they've yeah. all been super amazing so far. It's, I can't wait. Yeah, to share the people we have. Like if you think it's been good, mm-hmm. it only is about to get gooder. Yeah, more gooder. Yeah, the gooderest. So more gooder. All of the gooderest. <laughs> if you have a problem with our English speaking and the words we use, Patreon's a great way to correct that. <laughs> <laughs> we we listen most closely <laughs> to critics <laughs> who mm-hmm. who criticize us with dollar yeah. bills. <laughs> yeah, monetary criticism. Oh yeah, no, I'll really I'll pay attention. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, but thank you guys for for uh, yes going on this journey with us. It's been absolutely incredible. I've really enjoyed it. I've learned a lot. Heck yeah, yeah, more mm-hmm. than I'll ever be able to actually use. I'm sure, but well, we can go back and listen. We can. Yeah. So, all right. I think without further ado, mm-hmm. we're gonna get back to it with once again Mr. Nick Luna, producer from New York City. Yeah. So is the Burgundy Boys podcast the work of passion for like a passion project for you, or is it the festival, or both? Uh, the festival, is, well, you know, I love working with Armani, but like Burgundy Boys is going to be a passion project, as is Love is Amazing. What's the <laughs> festival? It's a festival? or Yeah, a yeah, it's, okay. uh, it's called World Underground, and so we've done a couple events already that have been just like music festival type things, but this is the first one that's like a conference. So in the daytime, you know, we're going to have like keynote panel type things. And then at night, it's going to be like a festival concert type thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. I never would have put the two together, really. It's like hip-hop conference. It's It sounds like it could be awesome. You can go and hear these people speak. You may never be able to hear speak, except for listening to their music. Yeah, I mean... That's like, a great... That sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's really good. We have some people from uh, XL Records coming out. We're trying... Uh, we're trying to get Russell Simmons to come out. That'd be cool. And that would be amazing. Yeah. Like, we're really trying. Um, yeah. And, like, so basically it's, like, more of, like, a networking event for everyone that is involved in hip-hop. And people are coming from all over the world to be part of this event. So and, yeah. How, how do you... That seems like something that it's difficult to wake up and be like, I think I'm just going to throw this event together. and Because not a lot of people would necessarily feel like they have the credibility to pull something like that off. You know what I'm saying? Like to pick up the phone and say, yeah. Hey Russell, you should come do this thing. <laughs> Who but are you? Yeah. Clearly somebody woke up and was like, we're going to call Russell and see if he'll come do this thing. Well, but, yeah. And like my hat goes off to Armani, who right. is the founder of the company. And then basically when I stepped into the company, I was like, look, I'll be like your bulldog. Right. You know? And it'll be like, if someone gives you like any traffic, any like static, I'll like step up and, 
we we've run into you know like some stuff but i've like worked through it mm-hmm. with the people that we've been talking to and it's like i don't know it's insane daniel aaron I am so stressed out right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're playing it off very well. That's, uh, um, that's a yeah, lot. I, I can't it's imagine. Insurmountable. We actually, yeah, it's you gigantic. and I were talking about, like, uh-huh. do we up the podcast to once a week or do we keep it bi-weekly right now? And I'm like, it's kind of stressful to have to edit a whole podcast every week. And you're like, I do four of them, and I'm putting <laughs> together a conference with real people. And... Uh... <laughs> like, um, <laughs> yeah, like you've got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I have so a lot on my plate. Anti-sleep. Uh, well, I sleep pretty well. Check this out. When did your day start? Like six, and then bed is like midnight. Okay, six hours. That's about what I do. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not too crazy. It, it's not crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's like six to midnight. I would so, say. So I mean, like, is a day like I wake up and I'm devoted to this? Like today is this project. Or is it like I'm doing this for a couple hours and then I'm bouncing to this because I'm waiting on an email and then... Yeah, it's I, I parlay a bunch of stuff and my 9 to 5 knows that I'm like moonlighting. Right. You know, they're like, we know you're working on this other thing. Is the 9 to 5 the data encryption? No, the 9 to 5 is the development producing. Okay. <laughs> but then the data encryption is also in the mix. And, gotcha. Uh, You've got it, a lot. It, it, it like drives me crazy, and that's why I made it a point in September. Right now, I'm working on like eight or nine projects. Mm-hmm. So in September, I'm gonna keep it to like four or five. Right. I think that's responsible for like my mental health. Right. Because you know, like I'm Nikki Luna. I'm a super producer. But what is like you know your cost of life worth? Right. Mm. Well, you've got, to give time to, yeah. you've got to give time mm-hmm. to recharge too. Cause I think in the quiet moments sometimes for me, uh, like in the moments where you're kind of just taking time out mm-hmm. is when sometimes like creative juices kind of rejuvenate because the rest of the time is just like figuring out how to get two things joined together, whether you like literally physically crafting something or bringing an artist and a concept together. Right. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times it's just making like, I need glue and make these two things stick. Exactly. And sometimes you just need the downtime to like, What's the new thing I want to make stick together, right? Yeah, and and, and you know, also it's like it's like kind of tough. Well, also like you know, living in New York City, it's so prohibitively, prohibitively. You had it. You're right. Yeah. Yes, I both times. It. Yes, uh, good job. Uh, expensive, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the bills are like insane. Like my phone bill is like 133 dollars a month. My rent is like. Would rather, <laughs> rather a lot. not Your say. rent's a lot. It, it, it's a lot, you know, and like, and the reason my phone bill is so high is because I need to um, be able to have like an active like hotspot on my phone, right? If Wi-Fi isn't working, right? Because um, I need to check my seven emails. I'm I'm having like a stress meltdown right now just thinking about the. Sh- things that i'm doing (laughs) (laughs) we should talk about what 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 does nicky luna think about when he's in a field staring at a blue sky you know like um world peace that sounds lovely nick describe world peace to me okay um social acceptance for all people um i like it cure to all illness nice 
I like that one a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, that that's buttery. I like yeah. that. Um, let's see what else. Um, everyone has a dog, even if they don't like a dog, but all the dogs are happy. And everyone likes dogs because so then no one would making have a cat. world peace. <laughs> well, I mean, that would make me happy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Man, like cats are okay it? when they're not mine. I like every yeah, podcast. I, 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 every podcast, I pick one thing to alienate people who hate yeah. Big Bang Theory. I alienated uh, cat lovers. Alienated. We won't go there. Let's continue yeah, no, on with this. This yeah, is yeah, good. Yeah, like, so, right. So, well, let's talk about cats for a second, because like, <laughs> sure. is this gonna stretch you out? <laughs> no, 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 it's no. not. But check it. Um, I, I was a cat person for like years upon years upon years, you know, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm a cat person. They're so easy. And then once I got like an amazing dog, I was like, all right, cats kind of suck a little <laughs> bit. They don't really care about you at all. Um, I feel like and, this was a scientific study that confirms all of my pre-held beliefs. No, and it's true. And there is one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, cats suck. You're as and, reliable and, and, as Facebook. Well, and, and Daniel. Fake news. And Aaron, yeah. Daniel and Aaron, check this out. So when dogs see you, like, you know when you walk in the door and they're, like, jumping around and wagging their tail and going crazy? They experience a sense of love that humans can't even imagine because the amount of like serotonin and uh, dopamine in their brain is like so high. Like imagine if like you walked in the door and then like your uh, significant other was like jumping around and like licking your face. That is some, that is some effing love right there. Mm -hmm. Is it, or is it a neurological defect that causes? Well, no, it's, it's similar with children. Up to a certain age, I don't want my you, kids looking. No, at you face. come home and they're like, "Daddy," and they run to you. No, you're, you know, I, that's it's, true. Like, it is an awesome thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's right. no filter there. Like, it's just no. unbridled. Yep. I feel this, and happy you're to see, see you. Oh, there's a little bit of pee on the floor. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right, this is insane, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Some dogs do that, not kids. Caroline running up and licking my oh, face my and peeing God. on the floor real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's like, but you got to think about that because like the way that they experience love is something very different than the way that we experience love. And, and it, this is coming from, you know, me saving a special needs dog initially and then flying the special needs dog to Arkansas. Right. Hence why I'm here. Right. And I love this dog so much, but this dog loves me more than I can ever imagine. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's a ton good. of devotion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. You, you guys think we hit it? <laughs> no, it's good. It's really good. So what do you do to kind of unplug then uh, from all these stressors? Uh, oh, oy vey. Um, I complain to my friends and family. Um, Fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah do, uh, I do it, yeah. I, I do that. Um I have a lady I hang out with sometimes, um, and we do lady-type things. Like so makeup? you go shopping for shoes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sephora. So, so, so we go shopping for <laughs> shoes. We go shopping for makeup. We um, You get your nails done? Oh, dude, you see this Manny? I, mm, well, uh, I can't. If I could describe <laughs> that, I believe that's a French manicure. No, uh, it's not French manicure. It, it looks oh. nice, though. <laughs> like, this Manny is so nice. And then I'll, I'll get some petties. We'll go to the spa. 
Tell around the like, head. Then you wind up the day with, a, I guess, a nice burgundy in an episode of The Bachelorette in Paradise. Exactly. No, or Steel Magnolias. Ooh. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And then Beaches. Wait, 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 wait. So what's your guys' favorite uh, chick flick? Oh, geez. Miss Congeniality? Aaron, what you got? Miss Congeniality? Yeah, oh, my sure. God. I love that movie. Boy, That's a good one. Sorry. Go Sandra Not- Bullock. Yeah. Notting Hill. Notting Hill. Hmm. Deep cut. Okay. Okay. Heather loves uh, that one. Um... <laughs> It was the first chick flick I think I saw A without my mom. Hold on. <laughs> B, it was the first one that had like a story running through it that was all, like like a male oriented storyline in it, like the room, <laughs> like the roommates not love actually is amazing. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, is it? But that's not but that's not a chick Oh, that's wait, not, wait, wait, wait. It's it's, opi- right, it's okay. opinion. Hold on, hold on, hold on one second. I, Let Daniel I'm finish. totally willing to talk about that. <laughs> I don't think Love Actually is a chick flick. Okay. So. But it's a it, it I think it is a good uh like exploratory like relationship It's it a seasonal movie. It, no, it explores relationships in the in Christmas. like the same fashion like Magnolia explores relationships. And neither one of those are chick flicks. Eyes wide but it is Ma- this Ma- like, Magnolia is not a chick flick though. Right, that's no, that's what I'm saying. Anderson, dude. That's what I'm saying. And I don't I don't think that Love Actually is a chick flick in the same way that like it's exploring this interconnectivity of all these people, right? And like and yes, love is a theme running through it. But arguably, so the same could be said for Magnolia. But one's packaged as a chick flick, and one is packaged as this art house P.T. Anderson movie. Uh, hey, Love Actually. Yeah, is... don't mess with P.T. Anderson. Yeah. No, no, no. Magnolia for years was my favorite movie of all time, and still lands solidly in the top five. I have very strong feelings about Magnolia. I'm just saying, I think Love Actually like shares some of the like DNA. Uh, it's it it feels to me like it's like saccharin in the same sense as like crash not like the dave uh, 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 uh crash with sandra bullock not crash it, with uh, the, the brendan uh, fraser oh cronenberg cronenberg okay that's it so so not the cronenberg crash um the one that won the oscar for paul some haggis yeah, Paul Haggis was the director. I just looked it up. Yeah, well, the the one that won the Oscar yeah. was like terrible, and it was like inherently racist. I feel that's an interesting take. <laughs> the Sandra on the movie Bullock that I feel one. The with, whole point was to uh, break away racism. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was inherently racist because it like enforces racist stereotypes. But wasn't the point of the movie that like it was taking really basic stereo racist stereotypes that every not everybody, but a lot of people would automatically kind of discount connect to. Well, like you, I think a lot of people have seen something right or wrong that made them nervous and crossed the street. Okay. Right. And so everybody has experienced that feeling most likely. And so when you take these kind of like base note, definitely racist stereotypes and you're trying to talk to the lowest common denominator of person, you're going to have to pick like a pretty basic language. And that's going to be the guy cross, you know, the tattooed Mexican thug, right? Uh, like, right. Like hey, I mean, that's what rubs me wrong, man. That's what rubs. No, but I think like it was, it was saying like to the base thing, Hey, like a lot of you people in the country who feel this way and think this thing this isn't okay, and this person is a real person who has a life and has a daughter and like worries about stuff as well. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, no, no, no. And, and, and that is a valid point. But the fact that that won the Academy Award for Best Picture... Yeah. Like, really rubs me the wrong way. Because There's a lot the, of things in the, the Academy Awards that are questionable. Okay, okay, yeah, Daniel, you're valid on that point. <laughs> <laughs> and we come back to friendship. Um, all right, so I'm going to flip this on you, because I was actually going to ask you before you asked us. Uh, give me your... Give me the hip hop album I have to listen to. Ooh. Well, there's a lot of albums out there. I will tell you the album that influenced me uh, the most. Impossible to find these days, which is annoying, but it's called uh, Fantastic Damage. I probably have it um, on my hard drive where I keep all of your work. <laughs> You know, uh, so Fantastic Damage by uh, LP, E-L hyphen P. Uh, he's one half of uh, uh, Run the Jewels these days, you know? Um, his beats were like my biggest influence ever. Um, and one time, a couple weeks ago, my buddy Reggie like described my musical style. And they were like, yeah... Nikki Luna's beats are like kind of like fantastic damage. And I was like, well, thank you. It's on my phone. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Fan damn, man. All day. Because of my little brother. Because he one day dumped all of his iTunes into my phone somehow. I forced him to listen to it. So I have all this stuff. So I actually have fantastic damage by LP. <laughs> yeah. Fan damn. All day, man. Yeah. L listen to Fan damn, man. I'll check it out. I've always skipped over that one because I didn't know who it was, but now I'll listen to it. Like the opening track starts with like a saw wave like synth and it's like. And then like comes with like hard like 808 boom baps. Like. You know, and then he starts rapping and then the album starts and it's chaotic and hectic. And initially you're going to hate it, but then you're going to grow to love it. I'll probably just stick in the first phase. You're asking, <laughs> you're asking for me to listen to it a lot of times. Uh, all right, I'm going to flip I'm flip the script a little bit. Sure, sure, sure. What's the genre of movie that's seeing the most innovation right now? Um, I would say that would be a genre film. So like horror movies and stuff like that. I'm seeing the most innovation in that specter. You in, know? in what sense? Well, uh, have you guys seen uh, like uh, Hereditary? No, horror movies scare me so bad. <laughs> it, 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 so, so I'm seeing a lot oh, of shaking heads. Yes, we no, we saw it. Yes, I've everybody seen it. but me because I I've actually get scared. It yeah. well, <laughs> I mean, like the like, witch. I mean, like genre film, like you know, there's um, Frontier Fest in Montreal that's mm -hmm. really good. That's all genre film. Um, well, and I think to your point, Get Out. Like, that's a movie that kind of walks this thin line of, like, being kind of a horror movie, but not really. And I think when you start seeing experimenting like that, that's generally a good sign in mm -hmm. innovation. Yeah, I, I, I would say so. Because um, the way that, like, films like that work, and, and right now, like, I'm saying horror is, like, a blanket topic. Right, you know? right, right. Like, and I would prefer to call it, like, genre film. Okay. Where it's, like, a deep genre. So it's, like... You know, we're talking about horror movies, um, you know, thriller movies, talking about all these things that are kind of like off topic and like and an old style kung fu film would follow that for you. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Like things that would not make it into like your contemporary like film festival. Right. Okay. You know, 
but there are like certain genre film festivals like Frontier Fest and then there's uh Fantastic Fest in Austin. Um and like uh I went to this one in New York. Doesn't matter. I saw this movie called Revenge. Mm-hmm. And the whole movie, you know what it's about. Revenge. It's about, it's about this lady getting revenge. Right. Um, <laughs> and, oh boy, does she. <laughs> have you ever seen Hard Candy? Oh, yes, I have. With Ellen Page? Yeah, I have. That is the best revenge movie. Oh. Uh, Maybe it's not the best revenge movie. Uh, I speak in hyperbole a lot. Uh, but it's no, no, it gets grimy, really though. good. It, it, Man, it's uncomfortable to watch, and I think that's sometimes a good movie. Yeah, no, I, you know, personally, I love Hard Candy. That that yeah. that is a good movie. Um, and the guy that played the like male villain guy, yeah, I see him in other stuff, and I can only think isn't of him it, in that role. Isn't it the guy that, <laughs> that was eventually in Watchmen as the Owl? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, uh, same guy. Yeah, 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 he's been around for a while. Yeah, and he did the. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> what you got? <laughs> Um, what? Uh-huh. Yeah, it is yep. Patrick. Yeah, he was on another movie. Uh, it's like Last House on the Left. Yep, that was the one yeah. I was about to say, uh, and that was a remake. Yep, yeah, yeah it is. Uh, <laughs> so, do you, do you even have like a dedicated workspace, or are you just kind of bouncing from office to office, kind of? I have like five offices right now. What's What's the uh, number one rule of an? Nikki Luna workspace. Like if I show up at a cubicle, an office, an art space, what's the one thing that I should definitely adhere to? I mean, I feel like it just needs to be quiet. Okay. Yeah. It just needs to be like, you know, like anytime I take like a phone call or a conference call or anything, like I'll like step out and walk around the block or whatever. Like it just needs to be quiet. And that's a fair request. Oh, I, yeah. No, 100%. Well, I mean... So I, I guess think, with what you're doing, though, being on the phone and trying to arrange a lot of different things, it would take a lot of focus and being in that moment or you'd miss something. So yeah. quiet would be key. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so that, mention, that's my only request. I'm pretty mm-hmm. chill. I think anybody's number one rule in their workspace is reasonable. Like, whatever yeah. that thing is that just kind of sets you off, like, mm-hmm. this is the one space where you kind of go to to get something done or to escape or to, so like if what bugs you is chewing gum, it's okay (laughs) to say my rule is don't chew gum. Honestly, like in my opinion, I think your number one rule, like go with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No chewing gum. Say what? Huh? Wait, what? Oh, Uh, so let's say that, uh, we were to stop Nikki Loon on the street. What is something that you would have with you? Regardless of what day we stop you, that you carry with you every day, a weird synthesizer. Really? Mm-hmm. You and actually you're... carry a weird synthesizer with you everywhere. You know, I feel bad because currently I don't. But yes. Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> if you had whipped out a weird synthesizer, so uh, stand by, baby. I... No, I don't. <laughs> you've got one on your phone, though. No, no, no. Like, um, yeah, there's this company called um, Teenage Engineering. Mm-hmm. And they make these like synths that are like basically like just like a circuit board with like little weird buttons. Yes, you, you know what I'm talking they about. They sound like Center. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, and you, they don't have like an on and off switch. You just put batteries in them, mm-hmm. and then they just like turn on, and they have little speakers. And they're, they're like weird. the Raspberry Pi of the synth world, kind of. Absolutely, way simpler. <laughs> yeah, no, they're cool. What of mine broke recently, and I was so devastated. That is. Have you ever downloaded one of the Korg ones? 
Are they any good? Uh, I mean, like they, Korg has started making apps of like really expensive synths, and I'm mm, curious if they're any good. Or well, not. see, I I got the uh, Native Instruments Complete Ten. Gotcha. So you kind of have, and then easy. and then I updated to eleven actually, so I got like Reactor Six and all that. So. Gotcha. I can download all these instruments that uh, like people are making and whatnot. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like recently in music, I've gone to like soft synths and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the uh, new apartment I live in, you know, we have like an organ with like a Leslie speaker, full drum set. We have a piano. You know, I, I don't know. It, it, it just suits me nice. We're producing space. Uh, sounds freaking sweet. It does sound sweet. Yeah. I think Aaron's gonna take us home. Yeah. Okay. What? Uh. So you finish a sentence. There's no wrong answer. Right? Okay. I wish I could have more hours in a day. Sleep less. <laughs> Easy there, Daniel. <laughs> but, come uh, on, man. I love on. my sleep. I love so, my sleep. <laughs> so, so I did the math to his one detriment, time. Yeah. And I hope it's correct. I did the math one time. If you go from eight hours of sleep a night to six, you gain an extra month a year. Okay. Time. <laughs> well, okay, I mean, okay. average is what five to seven is recommended. Yeah. Right? So I purposely went to six hours a night so I could like, okay, well I've given myself an extra month and he's filled it, it up with the uh, Facebook marketplace ads, well, <laughs> texting me at three in the morning. It is it, that is one hundred percent true. Well, well, Daniel, <laughs> let me lay this on you. But, you know, like, like Nikki Luna, you can lay whatever you want on me. Easy, Nikki <laughs> Luna in the house. This is a hot take coming in. Boom. Um, yo, so check it. Um, <laughs> so I'm like an insomniac, so mm-hmm. I have trouble sleeping. So I very much treasure, treasure, treasure sleep. Um, <laughs> ASMR for there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you caught that. You know, I treasure sleep. So like when I'm able to sleep, it's so awesome. And like, you know, like how like sleep is like a big warm blanket over you because there's like a big warm blanket over you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's is like that, that a simile or just a description <laughs> of actual, I mean that, that sounds like the perfect sleeping <laughs> place for me. Blankets. I'm all about it. Yeah. Oh man, man, you guys are rad. Man. Or physically. Uh, <laughs> Nick, it's been a pleasure having you with us. Uh, as impromptu as it was, it's super pleasure. Um, I'm really grateful that you were able mm-hmm. to do this with us and kind of like fit it into your schedule. Yeah. So, uh, where can we find you? Oh in New my York. God! Oh, wait, 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 New York City. Uh-huh. Wait, wait, wait. Do you want my sweet, sweet plugs? Because I got yeah. a bunch. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> roll them, brother. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, check out my podcast, uh, True Crime podcast called love is amazing but it's also and can get you murdered (laughs) (laughs) that was me nodding over the curse words um at loveisamazing.com our uh twitter is love is amazing yo our instagram (laughs) is love is amazing yo um so check us out there um we got burgundy boys coming out uh launch date is september 28th that coincides with the launch date of the mia film which is called matongi maya mia on 28th in select cities, mostly LA and New York. Uh, so good luck, guys. Um, <laughs> well, we know people there, so it's. <laughs> Do you know when it'll be available on VOD? Uh, it's going VOD in November. Okay, cool. Uh, and I believe it's Amazon. Gotcha. Um, don't hold me to that, though. Daniel. You just said it, so it's a fact. Daniel, well, will you hold. 
No. I, I will hold you oh, to dude. it. Dude, don't do it. I'll just hold you and to it. Okay, okay. I'll okay. just hold it to you. Whoa. Oh, Whoa. Aaron, easy there. <laughs> You're going to have to rip um, this sucker open. <laughs> like, ah, like, he's talking about the sticker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we need a picture you, of that. You know, it's all love. I got more plugs, but I think that's it. I'll just call it a thing. Nikki Luna out. <laughs> Man, thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, truly a pleasure. Yeah. Look What I Did is produced by Aaron Dodson and Daniel Quinn. Sound design by Tyler Orsack and Daniel Quinn. Our digital director is Heather Hill.